back for another episode of the Stay Ops Podcast, and this time I am joined with the Magnificent, Rod the Magnificent. Yes. What up, bro? Yes. Good to be here. I was here at the beginning of the pandemic, and when I'm back in the, what, I ain't even going to say, it ain't the end of the pandemic. It, oh, I, I would say we in the middle. We in the nowhere middle. Nowhere near. Maybe still in the beginning. We probably still in the beginning. We, I don't know where we are. <laughs> I don't know where we are. People keep getting sick and going out without a mask. Yeah, yeah. Those, those, uh, those have been entertaining to watch. I'm sorry. I, I, I think I might. I, I don't know. I might be on an island, but those are entertaining to watch. Those videos of people going off, going off on employees for, you know, not wearing a mask. Yeah, I've I seen one where uh, the lady basically blew at the barista because she wouldn't put her mask back on and the barista was like man i'm just doing my job <laughs> this is how you're gonna treat me after i give you your coffee <laughs> right right you're gonna yeah, blow yeah. on me because i actually put your mask on your 12 dollar coffee well at least she didn't spit on them i i i, I got i mean i respect her for not spitting on her and, and here's the thing i know a lot of people like some are being upset that they have to wear masks because they have like breathing issues and their doctors. I've heard the whole, my doctor told me I'm not supposed to wear a mask. They're lying. But they're lying, yeah. Like, why would a doctor with the COVID going on, why would they tell you not to wear a mask when they say one of the number one solutions to getting rid of the virus or not spreading the virus is wearing a mask? So I don't know. Don't, I mean, don't go outside then. You can. You can find a doctor to say something against wearing a mask. I mean, that some politicians have. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> one of our leading politicians have. <laughs> thought this was a hoax. He thought it was a hoax at first. Well, we're we're well on our way to it just disappearing. <laughs> well, we'll see, man. It's. It's crazy. It's 155,000 lives. Um, and obviously, you know, I, and I, I'll take liberty. I speak for you as well. Just you hate to see that much loss of life due to something like this. Um, yeah. You know, you, you hope it cuts off at some point, but they're predicting like 250,000 by the end of the year. And it's 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 not really fun or exciting to watch. Um, you, you pray that something can, can, something better can come of it. But, you know, when, when people in general, when people look out for themselves and all they think about is themselves, me, 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 my discomfort, you know, you're, you're bound to have things like this and, you know, people love themselves. People love their money. And now we have what we have. Yep. Yep. That's why I'm taking precaution. Um, the last time I was on this show, I was not cutting hair because of the pandemic. And I am back cutting hair, not trying to promote and get clients off the show, but I, I just wanted to um, stress this out. I want to show the people something that is very important, that if you are going out there 
getting your hair cut, getting your nails done. If you're a female that watches Stayos, uh, here's what you, you have to make sure this is located in these stores. Uh, the Barbicide. Yes, barber COVID-19 certification. COVID-19 certification. If your barber or stylist does not have this in their barbershop, you should not be getting your hair cut there because the test is really simple. It, actually, it basically educates you on a COVID-19, like uh, some of the protocol that you have to do. Like right now, I'm only doing strictly haircuts. No mustache trims. No beard trims. I had guys text me talking about some man. Can I please get a, my beard trim? I, I just want to. Like, no, nah, man. If I cut your beard, especially if I do your mustache, right? The nose is the most sensitive part. Uh, you know, trying to line up the mustache. Mm-hmm. If I hit that wrong, man, and you sneeze, that's it, man. It's in my house. I can't cut no more. That's it. So you can't come in here without a mask. I am looking into, I haven't done this yet, but I am looking into it. A stylist actually recommended this to me, a thermometer. Uh, that's what my wife's doing at her job. There, she works at, she's back working at Floyd's, but she does the front desk and she has to take everybody's temperature that comes in the shop. So you got the little zap gun. Yeah, the little zap gun. I also have plastic uh, disposable capes. So when guys come in, I'm not using, I'm, I'm, I'm putting the plastic cape over them before I put the regular cape over them. Uh, I got disinfected. It's a beauty supply store. I will remain nameless. <laughs> but it is a beauty supply store not too far from me, right off uh, Cicero. They got disinfectant, gloves, everything. Huge stock supply of it. It's a little That's expensive, but it's worth it. So I went up there and racked up on disinfectant, you know, gloves and everything. I'm cutting with gloves. I got a mask. So, and I, and I only, only cut twice a week. So I only take one client per hour. That gives, they, they recommend that you take one client per hour so that you can get at least 15 to 20 minutes of doing like thorough cleaning and sterilization. And then you get to your next client. So. That's what I'm doing, and uh, that's what all these other shops should be doing. So for those out there getting a haircut, man, actually, there was a barber not too far from me, right off of 87. The first week, I think it was like, what, the second week of June, when the city opened back up slowly, mm-hmm. if I'm not mistaken, he opened his shop up. He was in there cutting without a mask. The next week, he got COVID. He thought it was a hoax. Thought it wasn't a big deal. He was cutting without a mask on. He ended up getting COVID. Had to shut his. He had to close his shop for two weeks. Is it worth it? Not a game out here, man. No, man. I don't know if this will um, block your field of vision, but in your in your line of work, it might be helpful too if you can get one of those face shields. I've seen. Um, couple barbers on social media with the face shield. Yeah. Yeah, I actually got I'm actually going to be ordering mine soon. Um I just want to order a good one, man. Some of them are kind of flimsy and 
sure I mean, this, this, this was, it's not really, we're not really quarantined anymore. That's another story. Um, (laughs) But this whole pandemic, man, has, has opened our eyes to some things, including um, how badly produced some Amazon items can be. (laughs) Hey, Amazon getting exposed kind of too, because, I order, I will say this, I've been ordering, I've never ordered off Amazon more than any time of my life. And I've had Amazon since 2000. Mm-hmm. I've been an Amazon member since 2007. Never ordered this much stuff off Amazon and never have sent so many emails of when is my stuff coming? I need a refund because it never came, never showed up. Yes. Like, I think I ordered like, Three or four hats that never showed up. Dress shoes never showed up. <laughs> so I, I wasn't really tripping on that. I just got my money back. But man, and 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 don't I don't even want to start with USPS. They are the worst. They are the worst. But they were they always put my the wife worst. in the worst mood. <laughs> they were always the worst. I try to avoid them like the I, I try to avoid them like the plague, man. Because if you order something and it's getting delivered USPS, you ain't getting it for the next month and a half. Much love to our postal workers. We know that it's the system, not the people, right? <laughs> um. Right. <laughs> yeah, it, it's not them. It's not them at all. They're the sweetest. They're the sweetest people, man. But they yeah, and they're the worst. It's terrible. I um I've taken I took three two things back yesterday to Amazon. I had to go to the UPS store after work, and I'm just finding I have to take something else back. Um, you know, we talked about trying to enhance the Zoom experience and and all its aspects. You know, uh, meetings and podcasts and things like that. And they're uh they're over their last three with me. So, <laughs> question: Have you part tried, of it's my have fault? You got- Part of it's my fault. Like, I have picked out the the forty dollar item over the sixty dollar item, and of course, right. generally speaking, you get what you pay for. But I still expect the forty dollar item to work in some facet. Like, even if it worked for two weeks, I'd have been satisfied because you know Amazon does that thing where they ask you to review your item before you even get to use it. Right. Before you realize it's gonna break on you. <laughs> do you look do you scroll down when you order off Amazon do you scroll down and look at the pictures of yes. people of stuff that they of people that bought it post Oh, the reviews yeah always that's pure comedy to me may okay. I'm, I'm on an island on this but that's pure comedy to me Okay, so if you want true comedy, and I don't know where my wife got this, but she she introduced it to me, and now you and the rest of the Stay House Faithful will have a shot at this. Search sugar-free gummy bears (laughs) on Amazon and read the reviews. Sugar-free gummy bears. I'm typing this in my notes. Sugar-free gummy bears. If you don't mind me asking, what will I find? Just, just, just the, okay. The, the so, 
these sugar-free gummy bears have a, an interesting effect on the body. And the way that whoever's writing these reviews, because, you know, once you start an avalanche, other people jump in. So the way people are writing these reviews is hilarious. It's hilarious. So just go, so just type in sugar-free gummy sugar bears gummy in bears. Amazon and just scroll down. Scroll to the Straight comments. to the reviews. Yep. I can do that. I can do that. I do that on YouTube all the time. I, I mean, YouTube videos, I, I barely, I just go straight to the comments. I don't even watch video. I just watch the comments. But yeah, that I, I'm definitely gonna do that. I'm gonna I'm gonna type that in, <laughs> and I'm gonna text you too. <laughs> I sh I might video my reaction. I might do a bit. I might do a, a, a Instagram video. You know how I do Chris. I might do an Instagram video on it and just react to some of the comments. That's what's up, man. Hey, stay out. Push you on the game. Yeah. Let's hop in, man. Yeah. Yes, sir. Despite all this going on, we talked about how we protected ourselves. How is sports protecting itself? Let's talk about the MLB. So I can talk to you about baseball. Um, I love Ian. That's our boy. Not a baseball guy. Mm -hmm. So that's mm -hmm. kind of why I plucked you, too. I can go into baseball mm -hmm. a little bit with you. Have you seen what's going on in the MLB? Number one, let me get this out the way first. Aaron Judge is real, okay? Aaron Judge is that dude. That's all. That, that, He's like, I got, I got sixty games. I'm, I'm hitting everything hard. <laughs> Aaron Judge is that man. He is abusing pitchers this season, cooking them, seasoning them. Frying them, putting them in the air fryer, put whatever whatever it is, them up. boil them, bake them. No matter curveball, change up. Tim Wakefield, uh, what's that? The, the knuckleball. The knuckleball. Don't don't matter. It's going out of the park. It's going out of the park. But anyway, yeah, yeah. Back to MLB, man. I don't know, man. Roger Goodell got company, bro. As far as worst commissioner in sports, for the worst commissioner in sports award. Oh, it's like Manford's got it by far. Manford is Goodell taking is it with stern pride compared to this dude. Like, bro, I, I, I'm, I'm, I think they should. It's the, the so the Cardinals, the Cardinals got what seven players with COVID. Oh, it's, it's it's up. I just read uh, Molina has it. Yachty's got it. So they're up to like twelve players, and that's in the division. And you know, I'm a, coming from a Cubs fan. I'm all I'm. I'm personally loving the eight and two start, but I I'm not trying to get worked up over it. I'm not excited about the eight and two start because I don't think this season is going to continue. I don't think so either. I, it's like White Sox just got through sweeping the, the Royals. And did y'all a favor last night? Yeah, <laughs> it's like the, the the Marlin season is is pretty much over, right? Like people are people are legit mad. Um, so when the Mar the Marlins first did it, because they went to the club, 
in Miami. Yeah, that was smart. Um, <laughs> so not it was players and staff members. So up to 17 members of their personnel. So they can't play. Then when they found out about it, they were in Philadelphia. So there's a chance that there's going to be some Phillies who come up with it because you were on the same field with them. And you were in the visiting clubhouse, and the Yankees were like, we're not going in there. (laughs) (laughs) So with them quarantining for two weeks, nobody wants to touch the Marlins. People are mad at them. Now the Cardinals, right? So you're not going to St. Louis. They canceled a Field of Dreams game. They say it wasn't because of COVID, but everything that happens is because of COVID now. Um, Mm -hmm. Those games are going to get canceled. You know, so you're talking about two weeks worth of games when they were packing everything in, right? So you're looking at 14 games for the Cardinals, 14 games for the Marlins, some games for the Phillies, some games for whoever the Cardinals were going to play. So you're talking like 52 games, right? 52, 56 games. Cancel. Right. So, so I don't know so how baseball is going to navigate all that lost time. Right, because, you know, team, you want all the teams to have a fair shot of trying to win a World Series this year. But – how, how are you going to do that successfully? You you started the season late. And then now you're postponing games. Are they going to be making these games up? That's my question. Are they going to be making these games up or is this it's just nothing? Because you're going to ask people gonna... who are recovering from coronavirus to play doubleheaders? Yeah. <laughs> I... And the thing is, and, and I'm hearing conflicting stories. I heard there was the Players Association. I'm hearing it was baseball. Baseball was offered a bubble. Remember, the early idea was the two bubbles, spring training facilities in Florida, spring training facilities in Arizona. I remember that. Play I remember that. There. Right. But you know, people didn't want to be cooped up in one spot. So now you get to play in your home stadiums, but you're traveling. They kept it regional, but you're still traveling. Because we all know that in sports, divisions are goofy depending on where teams are located. So you can, right. you still will have to travel from, you know, Cincinnati to Chicago to Milwaukee to, you know, Minnesota. That's a good amount of distance to travel. And you have states with travel bans that are being ignored for the sake of sports. For instance, right. the White Sox went to Wisconsin. Technically speaking, they're not supposed to be able to just come back to Illinois. Yeah, because they're the red state. They were a red state. What, they're a red two state. Two weeks ago? And they just got put on the list last week for Chicago. So what do you do then? You can ignore it because it's the baseball team. None of this makes any sense. No. No, it don't. I think they – I'm going to just be honest. I feel like the season should be canceled. And – that's they tough to say. Come up with a solution. And I know it's tough. I know it's tough. I know it was hard for the MLB to recover after 94 and what happened with that. 
So, but it's like, this is different, man. Like lives are at stake because we're dealing with a deadly virus. And when you got half, you got teams that are losing. And then you know what? This is another thing too. Isn't the minor league canceled? Like, like you can't call up anybody, right? To they replace. just got everybody a holdover in a local town. So the White Sox have a Schomburg facility that they're just calling people back and forth from. I don't know where the Cubs house their facility, but every team just has like is using like one minor league stadium in the locality mm-hmm. for guys to go out and train. So they basically have training centers for these guys to go to. Yeah, I, I don't know, man. I I know it's tough. I Manfred's gonna have to find out something. He's gotta find out a solution because. If one more team gets or two more teams end up with multiple players having COVID, man, they gotta do something. They gotta I give it they a week. Either... <laughs> yeah, give it a week before one, one more team has it. You give it a week? One more team will have it in a week. Which team do you think will get it next? Diamondbacks. Arizona makes sense. They're red state too, right? They're all red. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, they. Once uh, once Arizona spiked, didn't that that. disprove the theory that the sun would kill it? (laughs) (laughs) I heard. Yeah, I remember hearing that theory. Like, come on, man. Come on. Is it the guy of Fauci? Right. Yeah. Fauci. You heard his family is getting death threats now? Oh, yeah. So is he. Because there's fanatic people out here. Now, in the past, when you were on here last, right, we talked about the conspiracy mm-hmm. theory I had. Right. And, and I've, I've made a disclaimer before, and I'll say it again. Um, We take it very seriously. You know, we laugh and we joke. We take coronavirus very seriously. I'll say this. If you are a conspiracy theorist, regardless of how you think this thing originated, right? Because that's what my conspiracy theory originally was about, how where it started. Even if you feel that way, and I'm not saying you should or shouldn't, it's still here. So whether you think it started from a bat, from 5G, from the Mexicans, from the Chinese, wherever, right? Wherever. Kobe. I've heard the Kobe conspiracy. There's a Kobe Bryant conspiracy. I heard the Kobe Bryant conspiracy. Ever since Kobe Bryant's death, something got released out of that. <laughs> and this is not funny, but I've heard the, the, the helicopter accident, the fumes from it is what helped transfer the virus into the United States. That's another stupid conspiracy theory that I've heard. Even if you believe that. It's here. Do the things to protect yourself from getting it, no matter where it started. It's here. Mm-hmm. There's no escaping it. It's here. And baseball is going to be shut down. And they expanded the playoffs. That's right. They did. They did. 
White Sox are getting in for sure. Dude, we're hitting the cover off the ball. They're they're uh, the White Sox. They started off slow, but they picked it up. They picked it up. The bats have woken. Six and four. The bat the bats have always been there. Here's here's the thing with the White Sox, and, and I hope it continues once this is all over. Um, when they resume another season next year. As long as you score, I mean, as long as the pitching holds the other team to four or less, we'll have a good chance to win. The problem is all of the starting pitching outside of the first two guys is trash. Arms are falling off. And what's left that I don't know. I, oh. Yeah. And I think what helps the White Sox, their their, their division is kind of kind of trash, in my opinion. Uh, you only got to worry about Minnesota, Cleveland. They're shelling themselves. Uh, Detroit still trying to figure it out. It feel like you know, and I said this before the season started um, that the well before the season was supposed to start back in April. I just felt like the White Sox were moving in a better direction than where the Cubs were moving. And I, I was a little surprised about how shaky they started off, but it seems like they got it together. It's just, yeah, you're right. The White Sox, they need a deeper rotation. They need a deeper starting rotation. Um, the Cubs have a deep rotation. and they, Their bullpen still is, yeah. But – with the White Sox, it's like when you don't have like when you you got two starters. When you're when you're a team, and I'm just this is just my watching baseball. When you have two solid starters, you always have a chance. But you gotta have a high-powered offense if that's gonna be successful. Because when your next, when your third guy comes up, your fourth guy come up, your bats gotta be ready. Right. Because you know they're gonna at least give up three or four runs, and you gotta give them at least six or five or even, you know, sometimes every now and then your third guy, your fourth guy would get a good game. And, you know, your offense is going, but but should, the White Sox need their offense to carry them this season because if you don't have good starting pitching, one through five, and you're not hitting the ball, you're going to end up like teams like Kansas City or, you know, teams like the, the Angels or Seattle is just going to be down at the bottom all the time because you don't have a pitch in there to, to help you. We need a third guy. Hopefully a C steps up, but we need a third guy. Real quick, do you follow SB Nation on uh, YouTube? Yes. If you ever get a chance – and it's a five-part series. And <laughs> you talking about the Mariners? I, I, yes. Yes. Have you watched it's, that? It's very extensive and stretched out, but it's very entertaining. It is the most like I put that second because it came out around the same time the Last Dance was coming out. Mm-hmm. Dude, that was one of the best mini series on a uh, on ba- baseball that I've ever seen, man. Like. I even found myself getting emotional during the whole uh, when they touched on the Edgar Martinez story and how this mm-hmm. man was working at a factory 
and went from working in a factory to saving the Seattle Mariners from being sold. Like that was like, I didn't know, you know, in 95, man, I was into bass. I was into basketball and, and, and football. I wasn't really paying attention to baseball like that at the time. Cause I think, you know, I think it was like a little bit after a little bit after 94, the white Sox were kind of like, they were in a mix, but they wasn't the Cubs suck. So I wasn't really in a baseball and, but I did love Ken Griffey Jr. But I didn't know all of that was going on in 95. Right. And I've always seen that game five. I always watched it on classic sports, but I didn't realize how much was at stake leading up to that game five against the Yankees. So it's a good, it's a good watch, man. If, if y'all haven't watched it, check it out. It is really good. Very good watch. I, I enjoyed it. Um, you gotta enjoy baseball to to enjoy it, I think. Yeah, that too. Yeah. But moving on, we again baseball is we don't think they're gonna keep it up for very long. And I give it a week for another team and probably two weeks before they have to call it. I know they need they say they need the money, but yeah, whatever. <laughs> so the NBA. They Talk about seem like they're always doing it right. Yes, they are. The bubble is working. They make me so proud. Except for a little hiccup. <laughs> yeah, when you eat too fast, you do get the hiccups. <laughs> oh, Lou Willville. <laughs> Woo. So, hey. okay. Woo. I did an ep- episode already. I stashed it while all this was going on because developments came out, and I was like, uh, it's going to be outdated before I even finish editing it. So, the Lou Williams thing, he went out for a funeral, came back. Mm-hmm. Uh, one of these new rapper guys kind of exposed them for being at Magic City. A. Uh, an adult gentleman's establishment in the Georgia area. Yes. Now, it's come out from many, many sources that they got the bomb wings. Have you seen a picture of the wings? Yes, I have. And they are, they look awesome. Yes, they do. And everybody, everybody is attesting that their food is good, that people go there for the food. That actually, what I've heard is their kitchen they share a kitchen and staff with an actual gourmet restaurant. Mm. So Lou was like, hey, man, I want to get wings. Okay. Nobody, people were like, yeah, whatever, dude. But then everything started coming out, and we started to believe him. He just wanted to get wings. They got wings named after him. But if right. you know about Lou Williams and more information is coming out about him, because Lou's kind of a quiet dude. Right, but they say he Very run cool. Atlanta, and pictures are coming mm-hmm. out about Lou about the life he lives. He he's quiet, but Lou Williams is is pretty much a low key pimp in Atlanta. <laughs> like he walks around regularly with at least two attractive young women on his arm. So he's he's pretty much Wayne Brady in that 
Dave Chappelle episode where he's like real reserved, you know, it's okay. It's all right. It's all right. And then he pull up to the club and then he's gunning down a dude coming out the club. Right. Is Lou Williams' son? <laughs> Is Lou Williams going to have to smack him? <laughs> so he got us on his side, right, man? I could, brother can't go get wings. So he had, but still, he stopped off. He he did break policy and, and the rules. So he had to be quarantined a little longer. Mm-hmm. But people were on his side. People were backing him. So he gets back to the bubble. And a couple of days ago, some news came out from and and the the thing about being in establishments like that and having that crowd around you is there's always going to be opportunists. So one of the uh, featured employees at that establishment came out and said, "Oh no, Lou got more than wings that night." She did a Takashi. Lou got some other body parts that night. <laughs> he got more than just uh, the wings. Right. Uh, yeah. He saw some more than wings that night. Yeah. So now it's like, ah, what's to stop somebody else from doing this? Because remember, LeBron made Alice Caruso miss his wife's, his uh, sister's wedding. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that was uh hey. I mean LeBron did it. Come yeah. on, it's it's LeBron, man. Yeah, LeBron did. It's... LeBron just wants attention. He always wants attention. That's why he does stuff like oh, that. Oh, we're gonna get into LeBron a little bit too. I don't know if you've caught up on LeBron today. I haven't. But I did see they won last night. I saw they clinched the first seat, but I, I didn't see all the post game stuff. But all in all, what do you think about the NBA bubble so far? I like the bubble. I like the fact that they are really strict, even with the sideline reporters. Uh, I don't know if you saw the Malika Andrews interview where she was basically breaking down what reporters have to go through just to get in or just to stay. Like they're, they're on them like white on rice, make sure that they don't um, violate anything. But uh, I like the bubble. I like, the you know that the the fact that nobody can come in unless they get tested i love the the videos the blogs i love the talent that some of these players have outside of basketball that they you know they're using their imagination and uh entertaining us in the social media department i appreciate that i appreciate the virtual fans and how virtual fans can even get up when there's a blowout Sorry, Pelicans. Uh, they just leave, and the game's not <laughs> interesting. <laughs> but like, I, I like it. I love. I love the bubble. I love the level of competition. You know what? This is how I've been. Like when I've watched these games, it almost felt like a college. Watching a college basketball game, not as far as the skill set, because the skill is way higher than in college. I just, I'm just looking at as far as the runs go. Like a team, I've been finding that teams will go on a 10 nothing run or a 13 nothing run. And then the next thing you know, you're thinking it's over. You think they're going to just run away with it. And then another team will just come back. I mean, what was it? Boston was up, what, 24 on Portland? Yeah. And 
five minutes later, they're they're down five. <laughs> like if if teams had home court advantage, this stuff does not happen because I, you have yeah, the I think extra. that's what it is. This it's the extra, the fans, the and everything that the the noise and you know just. But when you're down ten, it's like it's like when we play at the gym. You down ten, so what? You keep playing, you try to get back in. It's like no home court advantage. None of that affects anything. And people are out there just balling. Shouts out to TJ Warren too, baby, baby Kawhi. Woo. Yeah, the I it, this is showing us how huge home court advantage is. Because like it you is. said, the runs you're seeing, a lot of those runs don't happen on the road in a road game. You know. Team going on a ten nothing run on the road, that the visiting team ain't coming back nine times out of ten, or or a thirteen nothing run, or even being up twenty four at home. Wasn't Boston a home team too against Portland? Technically, technically, if that would have happened in Boston, ain't no way Portland come back in that game. But being in a bubble, no pressure, just guys hooping. And it just happens, man. It just happens. Yeah. I am impressed. Uh, I am impressed with the bubble, man. I, 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 the NBA wins again. They're the first ones to to respond when when Ruby Rudy Gobert got COVID and shut down the the NBA. And now yeah, they're man. coming back with the bubble and they're winning again, man. I mean, Adam Silver continues to hold the crown as the best commissioner in sports. So let's get to the LeBron thing. And and I agree. I think that the bubble has worked way better than I think it thought it would be. Um again, like you said, Adam Silver, best commissioner in sports. He's uh he's running with this man by far. Yeah. This is, yeah. Yeah. Oh, and before we get to LeBron, back to Lou Will. <laughs> back to Lou Will, man. Hey, how how do you think the reaction in the locker room is gonna be when Lou comes back? It'll be fine. I think uh, Doc is going to express his fatherly disappointment, which he's already done in in, in the public media. Mm-hmm. Um, that'll be fine. Hey, Lou, Lou, Lou is the, he's this generation's Dennis Rodman, just a lot, a lot quieter. That's all he, hey, he, I, I, man, I just wanted to, I just wanted to, a break, you know, man. I just needed two days. I need That's a break, man. I need, <laughs> I need to go to Magic City, man. Get some, get, get a two piece wing and thigh. That's it, man. That's all I wanted. That's all I wanted. Yeah, he got him a two-piece. Yeah. And, so and that boy. entertainer, Takashi, she, 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 she just – was she anonymous, right? She went as an anonymous, right? Oh, yeah, I believe so, yeah. Okay. I mean, but that goes with the, the, the rapper that leaked the photo. He's no better. Right, yeah, that's true. That's true. That is true. I step your click up, man. It's been many a man's downfall. Yep. Step your click up. 
Your boy. Yeah, LeBron. Do you LeBron. remember when everybody said LeBron was washed up? I know I didn't say he was washed up, but I remember in after the first game against the Clippers at the beginning of the season when they lost, I remember a, a very popular uh, TV analyst by the name of Stephen Anthony or Avery Smith uh, stated that he was a little worried that LeBron looked slower he didn't look polished. He looked sluggish. Father time is undefeated. All this other stuff. I, I do remember. I remember the washed up comments. It was just Stephen A. Oh, it was more than that. It was more than that. Because I don't remember him. You don't remember him? I don't remember all the washed up LeBron James comments. Hmm. Because who's, he talks about it all the time. He talks about it? LeBron talks about it all the time. So this is what happened. As you know, the Lakers locked up the pseudo-West last night, right? Yes. Because regardless, this, this thing has an asterisk. There's, there's no way. So they lock up the West last night. And he was, in his defense, he was asked, how do you feel about locking up the number one seed in the West? LeBron goes to say, well, people thought I was washed up. They thought I couldn't do it, and now I proved it. Stephen A. Smith? Now, for as well as LeBron has played this year, and he has played very well, um, very well, and for as well as he has played, as he has played, he's still not the best player on his team. And people don't seem to understand this. Since they've been in the bubble, Anthony Davis has scored like 536 points. Yeah, man. Like he's man. gone nuts. Man, he saw he was cooking. He was he was he was, he cooked the Clippers, man. Like, what is it? Was sixteen for seventeen from from free throw line that first game? And and and, and but they wanted but but people this whole thing with you know, and I talk about it on Magnificent Vibes all the time about how people, how ESPN, how Fox Network. All of these sports networks continue to push the envelope that LeBron is this game-changing, team-changing player and making the argument that he's the MVP over a guy who is literally carrying a Milwaukee team to the finals with Eric Bledsoe as your point guard, with uh, Brooke Lopez as your center with Chris Middle of the Hill, middle of the league, Chris Middleton, who's, if you do a ranking, a, a top 100 ranking of NBA players, Middleton will probably be in the 90s, maybe 80s. He's not the best. 80th best player in the league, right? But is he, but, but come on, Chris Middleton, man, I, comparison I'll say this. to. Did you see the Houston game? 
He was balling. He, was he balling. looks way better than he did before the pandemic. He did. He does. He does. I agree with that. I mean, he but I get balling. your point. But he's not. He's not below fifty in the league. None of those guys are Anthony Davis. Why? No. This man didn't make the playoffs when he had Lonzo Ball, when he had all these other guys. And what's the name? What's the main argument when 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 LeBron is brought up in the gold conversation? Oh, he carries trash teams to the finals. Well, he had a trash team last year. What did he do with it? They didn't make it to the playoffs. Now, you know, he's promoting Anthony Davis to get there. Now you adding all these guys, Deion Waiters, uh, Rajon Rondo, who was already there, but you had uh, <laughs> Avery Bradley to the mix. All these veteran players. You pay Lakers pretty much gave up all of their draft picks that they drafted during the 2010 decade to get Anthony Davis, and this man is putting up 500 some points. Yet we're gonna still sit with the narrative that. LeBron should be the MVP this year. I I don't know, man. It's just they want LeBron to be better than Mike so bad, so bad. It just drives me. It drives me nuts. Like we, it's it's getting bad, man. Like again, props to LeBron for doing what he's doing at the age he's doing. I'm not gonna do do too much because I mean. Is he, is he 37? No, no, no. LeBron is 35. 35. The same age Mike was when he won in 98. 35. Yep. And it is so remarkable what he's doing at 35. Yeah. The old, the old man, the great... The grays on the on the side of the mm-hmm, mm-hmm, yeah. He, I think he sprayed. I think he air, air <laughs> he air sprayed that gray in, man. You're the barber, no so you tell me. On his beard, he ain't got no he ain't got no gray on his beard, man. Come on, I'm I'm watching the cameras, man. I'm watching the cameras. I'm looking. I'm watching. And that's why that's why this thing irritates me. Like, if I could just sit back and watch LeBron James play basketball and enjoy it, it would be fine. It's it's everything that surrounds it. Yes. It's like let just let me watch, let me watch, but like all the all the hoopla that surrounds it, all the narratives, all the caveats that have to be made for him, all the circumstances, all the boxes you have to check to to create these filters to where LeBron is. It's it's Anthony Davis is the best player on the Lakers. LeBron James knew that when he went to get Anthony Davis. When the whole league was rigged because of the Anthony Davis move. Everything yep. changed because of that. Yep. He hired, they hired his old GM. His old GM traded Anthony Davis to the Lakers. And then, ironically, they get the number one pick and the biggest name star in a long time to come to the NBA as far as hype goes to the Pelicans in return. That's your payback. So now you get more butts in the seats than, well, that backfired now. There's no butts in the seats. But now you potentially get more butts in the seats than you got even with Anthony Davis. Mm -hmm. 
virtual butts in the seats now. <laughs> butts in the screens. Right. <laughs> uh, yeah, man. I, I I agree. I agree with everything you said, man. Like it is, you know, LeBron. He he's always been about how people feel about him. He's yes. been that way since. I, I take it back to the Mavericks series when he made the comment after losing to the Mavericks, well, you got to go to your job and you got to still live. And it's, it, it, it's like I just felt like the more focused LeBron had ever been was the 2013 or 2012 season when he stopped doing all the, the outlandish celebrations after scoring and all that other stuff and, and looking at the cameras timing when he look at the camera when the camera's focused on him I and and I and I I I never forget this is when Cheryl Miller was on NBA on TNT in the late like I say around 2009-2010 and she said this and it stuck with me I was like she's right she said LeBron James will not win a championship until he stopped looking at the cameras and I was like makes a lot of sense he was looking at the cameras. 2011, walking into the stadium, him and Dwayne Wade, after they won game three, and it was a rumor, it was a report out there that, that, that Dirk Nowitzki was sick. And they, mm-hmm. What they do, they're coughing, <laughs> you know, making fun of Dirk, cameras in their face. You didn't see none of that camera stuff in 2012. You didn't even see it in 2013. 2014, you saw it a little bit come back because all the doubters, people were saying they were going to lose to the Pacers because the Pacers were up and coming. People were saying, then when they got to the uh, NBA Finals and, and, and LeBron had the cramps and all that other stuff against San Antonio, you know, the whispers started coming out. LeBron started paying attention, back to worrying about what people got to say about him. And then it's just like, man, just, just let it go, man. Like, nobody feels like you're washed up. <laughs> I don't think he's washed up. You don't think he's washed up. No. We just think he's not better than Mike. That's the only problem. That's the only thing that me and you feel about LeBron. LeBron's a great player. He's going to go down as one of the greatest of all time. But, like, (laughs) this dude, he just feels like he he just want to prove the doubters wrong. And it's too late to prove them wrong. You screwed up earlier, those years where you had opportunities with the Heat to win four in a row, and y'all didn't. Like, I'm sorry. The crazy thing about legacy, man, the crazy thing about legacy is everything counts. Like, it's, it's, in the current situation, your current environment, what you're doing right now and, and with your family is commendable. The community is commendable. You know, be, when I, and I say commendable in the sense that, hey, there, there are people who are doing far less who have far more, mm-hmm. um, you know, and, and that's a good legacy to have. But just because you have a, a cross-section of individuals, a substantial cross-section of individuals who don't think you're the greatest player to ever dribble a basketball, like that, it seems like it eats at them. And he always has to address something in some form of fashion. And, and I get it because Mike did the same thing in a sense. Mike created things, but it wasn't 
he didn't vocalize it as much. It was mostly internal. Like, yeah. you didn't know about LeBradford Smith until the documentary. <laughs> and Mike likely made it up in his head, but we didn't know about it until the documentary. So he was a 60-year-old man. So it's like, but now part of it is the media world we live in, but it's just like everything is like vocalized. Vocalized. I have to I have to create and and if you tell me this man isn't calculated in the narrative he creates, you're lying. Because everything he does, for the most part, is calculated. Everything. Mm-hmm. If if there's one thing he is, he's possibly the most calculated athlete in history as far Very as calculated. creating his na- narrative, making sure all the pieces and all the lines go where they should. But in, in doing so, like there's human error. And even when you try to calculate, it doesn't always work out the way you want it to. Because you can't control other people's feelings. You can't. You definitely can't. Quick question. Who do you think going to get that eighth spot? I know the Pelicans just won. Um, and Ja did not have a good game. If Ja has an average game. No, he didn't. If Ja has an average game, the Grizzlies win that game. Um, and again, another narrative thing. Let's call it what it is. I love Zion. He's playing very well. Brandon Ingram won that game for them. Um, but it's too much ground for the Pelicans to, to make up. They're in the 10th spot. They got to jump two teams. The Grizzlies look pretty firmly entrenched in that. You, you hope for the Blazers to get that eighth seed so you can see some good comp for the Lakers but it's going to be it's going to be the Grizzlies yeah I I'm I'm on I'm rooting for the Blazers man I want the Blazers in the late I want Blazers Lakers first round man just because you know that's what we used to seeing all our lives man all, all our lives it's been Lakers Blazers man battles I would love to see that again. I would love to see a Lakers Blazers first round. And I think we're out home court advantage. I'm not like Barkley. You know, I know Barkley came out and said that the Blazers will beat the Lakers. I don't think that'll happen, but I think they'll make it. It'll be like the uh, Golden State series with the Clippers last year where, you know, Clippers kind of came in and, you know, snuck in a couple of wins to make the series something, but kind of you know, Katie said, you know who I am. And that was that for that series. Right. Right. They were so kind of was like, the yeah. Lakers, I think, you know, and the Lakers, yeah, they're going to bother. Yeah. And the Lakers struggle with teams with good point guards. So I think Lillard's going to be in his bag. Uh, color. My God, man. He out there making people look bad, dude. Have you been seeing his highlights? Yes. He he playing AAU ball for real. <laughs> he playing he playing some serious AAU ball. No power to him. He don't him, care man. who like, guard him. I like CJ McCullough, man. Somebody worked his yeah. way through the trenches. Real quick, yep. why is Jim Boylan still the Bulls coach? Now, I I had all the hope in the world, and I still do, with this new front office. Um, but from what I'm hearing, 
that right after everybody under Jerry said, hey, Arturis, hey, Mark Eversley, do what you want to fix the team. When the pandemic started, Jerry's like, um, we're not making money. And if you pay another coach, that's more money out. Even though Jim Boylan is possibly and likely the lowest paid head coach in the league. And if you go out and get a new head coach, he'll probably be a young upstart head coach. The Bulls aren't going out to get any Greg Popoviches or Doc Rivers. They're going to get an upstart coach, and that's not going to be expensive. So, in effect, even though you're paying two coaches, Boylan and whoever you get, you're still paying for, like, one good coach. Right. Who was that and, coach? Uh, go ahead. And it was released that the Bulls are still worth $3.3 billion. <laughs> I, can I ask you a question? Have you – I've never seen – I think Jim Boyle is going to hold the record for the most highlights of players mean mugging him after a huddle in NBA history. The players don't like him. Dude, that's – that's been Bulls' highlights the whole season. You notice that, right? If it's not a Zach Levine dunk, it's somebody rolling their ass at, at, at Jim Boylan. Oh, and why? Absolutely. Why are you talking about Zach? It's been rumored that the Nets and the Knicks are sniffing around trying to see if the Bulls want to move Zach. Why is that happening? Maybe because Zach has kind of leaked out that I don't want to be here anymore. There's no other trade rumors in the NBA right now. No. No. I, I just think, okay, so, it, it, you know, the Nets, Nets, I don't know. I don't see him fitting there. But other than that, like, I just feel like it's a Jimmy Butler, Fred Hoiberg thing all over again where it's, it's either me or him. And if y'all going to continue to rock with this dude, I want out. So I think that's what's going to come down to with Zach. I just think, you know, Zach's not – Zach doesn't want to play for this dude. You could tell. The chemistry, the chemistry is so obvious, man. They they do not like each other. They, but none of the players do. Daniel Gafford came out and said he's an okay guy. I don't really care for him. He's got a lot to work on. Daniel Gafford, you're a rookie. Remember uh, early in the season, Wendell Carter Jr. went on some some talk show, and when somebody mentioned Jim Boylan, he started laughing hysterically. Like the guys don't like him. You, Lowry, it's already been rumored, doesn't like him because he's stunning his growth. Mm-hmm. You risk more harm than good. Yeah, okay. So you're you're not getting butts in the United Center seats. You're losing money. But how much money do you stand to lose when you? lose all your players that are currently here that people are kind of semi-excited for. And then you're starting all over again from scratch with a rebuild or with the fact you turn off all your fans because they're ready to see this guy go. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I think, I think financially, I think uh, Jerry's looking at the wrong thing. If they rebuild again, and start from scratch, there will it will be just like how it was before Mike got to the Bulls. Empty seats everywhere. 
terrible. And it was already NBC's starting everywhere. Yeah, yeah it was already like, starting. Yeah, I cu- I I cut a couple of guys at uh, when I was at Floyd's. When I was working at Floyd's, I, I cut a lot of guys that were season ticket holders, and they were like, "Man, I don't go to the games no more." I I, I stopped going to games two years ago. I just sell. I just give away my season tickets to people that want them, and they don't even want them. So he's like, sometimes I I want customers like that. Sometimes I give away for free, man, and they they don't even want to go. Like nobody want to go to Bulls games because. It's, it's gone, man. Like, there's when you have an owner and then you have a general manager that don't really care about the team's success, it's, it's hard to win the fans over, especially a fan base that put up a, a what is it, the jumbo, what is that, the fire guard packs thing? Throughout. <laughs> they put the billboard up. I mean, yeah, they put the billboard up, fire guard packs. When you do that, man. That's that's when you when, that's when you know it's it's bad, man. The Bulls haven't made the playoffs since what seventeen, two thousand seventeen, yeah. and only made the playoffs once since Bull, since uh, Thibs got fired. So yeah, man, yeah, it's so a wrap. I, I do have faith in those two guys. I'm not gonna let it die off just yet. Um, I like I like the game they were talking, Karnaschovas and Eversley. And if this job is turning out to be something, because Casey Johnson sang it, Joe Kelly sang it, rarely do all the, the media powers that be in town completely agree. And it's looking like they're all leaning towards Boylan staying for a little bit. Um, if Jerry is undercutting Karnaschovas and Eversley, when they were originally told that the stipulation of the job was they're not going to be undercut, you need to quit. Yeah. Yeah. But I know you got a cut in a minute, so let's get to it. Um, we we're going to talk NFL. We can skip it. There's plenty of time to talk about that. You said you had something for the Grub Report. Yeah, man. It's uh, back. So the Grub Report's it's back. back. It's back. So two things. Two things. I There's a new Tony's on Cicero. 79th, no, 78th and Cicero. I know you're in Indiana right now, but Chris, if you're ever, ever back into Chicago, or if you ever come in a Burbank neighborhood where I has been a home of mine for the last 10 years, best grocery store I've ever been to in my life. Tony's Finer they Foods. They have, yes. They got a new one. Huge, humongous, ginormous. Their meats. I went in and I, I wanted to get some seafood, man, because I'm like, man, I need to, I'm, I'm tired of eating the same thing every day. You know, when you're in quarantine, you start, you just get into a routine of eating the same thing. I'm mm-hmm. like, you know what? Let me go, let me go to Tony's. When he got some shrimp, man, jumbo shrimp. About this, eat shrimp like this big in a bag like this big. It had, it had to be like $16. I bought that bag like two weeks ago, still working on it. And I've been doing shrimp and grits. I've been doing uh, shrimp. I did a, uh, I did a shrimp, uh, what's that? Shrimp scampi. Did shrimp scampi. Found a little recipe online. But then we also, yesterday, um, my wife came up because I know, I don't know if they've been, I don't know if the branch, uh, the branch has been in a giving mood. Uh, and I don't want to get too deep into that. But Chris, you know what I'm talking about. We had a bunch of potatoes. So we took some potatoes, we found this recipe, and we also got cabbage. So we cut up some cabbage, 
some potatoes. We found this little cabbage dish. I forgot the name of it. I'll send a name to you. But uh, you cook some bacon first, cut up the skin off the potatoes, cut up the cabbage. Then you cook some bacon, cook the bacon in a skillet, take the bacon out, let the juices, whatever, keep the, you know, all the bacon oil, keep that on there, put the potatoes on top of there while it's still hot, let those cook, put the cabbage in there, let that cook for 25 minutes, stir it up, and you put the uh, bacon bits, you know, you season the potatoes too, you know, put the bacon, you know, you just cut up the bacon, it's like, you know, instead of using bacon bits, you just cut up real bacon. I, I just like that. Put that in there, man. Came in as a, as a side dish. Bought some tilapia. Put those boys on the grill. Man, it was amazing. So I'm still on my home cooking kick. Uh, haven't been going to any restaurants because don't feel comfortable yet going to any restaurants. But so me and Danita has been trying to, you know, do different things in the kitchen, man. And, and definitely not just do the same old burgers this day tacos that day pizza on that day we just we, we trying to switch it up so um and i also i don't know uh if you know i, I actually talked shouts out to demarco he educated me on something a couple of weeks ago so <clears throat> have you ever have you ever bought you bought steak taco meat before have you yes so at shop and save every time i go into the meat section they have chopped up halal meat but it looked like it been they dub it taco meat have you ever had the halal meat no all right I so i i bought it because me and my wife was a little we were a little skeptical about buying it but i talked to demarco about it i said hey demarco what's the difference between the taco meat the steak meat and the halal meat what's the difference he said well, in the Arabic culture, they go through different rituals or practices in, in regards to cleaning their animals and, you know, draining blood and all that other stuff. He said it's actually better to get the halal meat, steak meat, over the regular steak meat because it's cleaner. So mm. I was like, oh, okay. So I did that. I bought the halal meat, man. And it tastes no different from steak meat. It's just cleaner. It's just more pure and everything. So just a little something I wanted to throw out. Chris, I know you're a big food guy, so, you know, and I know you, you do the taco thing. So if you ever, whenever chance you're in the store and you see the halal meat, steak meat, get it because it's actually cleaner and you'll get more bang for your buck. And I, I mean, honestly, I think the taste is better too. So I think you'll like it. I'm, I'm writing that down. It's just not. Yeah, halal steak meat. Thin. Yes. <laughs> I too have been doing some home cooking. You saw some of my posts on my personal Instagram page. Yeah. But uh, I also posted something. I'm, I'm going to drop some info about them real quick. Golden Gloves Cuisine in Hammond, Indiana. Soul food spot. Their menu changes probably every three to four weeks. They have some staples, wings and, and other soul food sides, cornbread greens. But very good. Uh, black owned. Uh, if that if that fires you up, um, they're only open on weekends, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. You can start pre-ordering on Thursday. Golden Gloves Cuisine, great food. Uh, I usually get the wings probably three out of the four Saturdays of the month. 
they got these Hennessy wings where mm. they uh, make a barbecue sauce with Hennessy. I'm always down for that. Mm. Get my J.R. Smith, Smith wings. Smith wings, huh? <laughs> <laughs> they make a, you talked about seafood. They make a seafood mac and cheese, man, with lobster, crab meat, shrimp. It's wonderful. Slightly on the expensive mm. side, but once, when you see it, you think it's expensive. When you start eating and realizing how dense and heavy it is, you really are getting your money's worth. I was able to, I was able okay. to split it. Um, but overall, good food. I haven't had a bad experience with them. They're very clean, very safe. They they don't even do dine-in. You have to order for pickup or delivery. Um, so you order, you you have to show them your ID, verify your order and things like that. So they do everything on the up and up, everything safe. Golden Gloves Cuisine, if you get the opportunity, check them out if you're in the area. Uh, they What happens, you order your food and they text you when your food is ready. So that way you're so not you standing in line have... too long. You know. yeah. Right. So. Okay, nice. Golden Gloves nice. Cuisine. Check it out. We appreciate Rod dropping through, uh, hanging out with us for about an hour. Oh, no problem. You guys Thanks for having out. me. Uh, for those who are Magnificent Vibes fans, this is, this is an episode coming. I, I know I've been, it's been a while since I posted the episode, but it's one in the works coming, so stay tuned for that. Just a little shameless plug. Yeah. Plug your plug your stuff, man. Plug your project. Um, know you gotta take care of Sydney. That that's time consuming. It is, man. <laughs> that's why I don't have Well, folks. I ain't gonna be doing a haircut and this I'm just dropping them off and you know, still going about our business. And that that's it. She does a wonderful job too. Wonderful what job. about to a little girl that wanted to touch He's the dog? The, Yeah, her Kobe girl. Uh, <laughs> oh, uh, you know, she, my dog does not care for her. He just doesn't care for her. I try, I, I've tried to be nice. You know, I'm, I'm trying not to show, let my, you know, emotions get in a way, wear my emotions on my sleeve. But man, when I see this girl, and she's, she, you know what, she's an adorable girl she's a really nice girl. It's just that the family, man, they just don't care about what's going on with this COVID thing. And they're just being super casual about it. And I just get the heebie-jeebies every time this girl runs up on me, man, and, and wants to touch my dog, man. And it's just, it's, it's pretty bad, man. But she, she actually, her grandparents lives upstairs. Her real parents doesn't live here. So she's only here like maybe three or four times out of the week. So I only got to deal with her for like three or four times, and that's it. And she's gone. <laughs> but I got stories, man. That one story I posted, I got every day is something with them. There's something with them. We definitely catch up with them. But Appreciate you yeah. coming through. It's been Ride the Mag. Thank everybody for joining the Stay House Podcast. Yes, sir. Much love to everybody. Catch y'all next time. Later. Thanks for having me.